This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 22nd. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Crops to limit fallowing. Bumblebee saga continues. Bustos in Minnesota for Farm Bill input. And Tyson hit with $10.6 million in damages. PPIC limit fallowing by incentivizing other crops. The Public Policy Institute of California has issued a new report investigating potential alternatives to fallowing large swaths of farmland under the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Farmers could switch from water-intensive summer crops to winter wheat and other crops that need less irrigation and benefit from rain. In dry years, those farmers could turn to early harvest of hay or silage to maximize revenues from minimal water. The problem is California growers have steadily shifted toward higher-value crops to offset steep regulatory costs. But the PPIC researchers found that compensating growers for adopting water-limited crops offers valuable environmental benefits. Keeping fields in production reduces dust, weeds, pests, and soil degradation. While the idea may sound promising, the report recognizes that much more research is needed in the economic viability of these crops, among several other challenges. PPIC released the report ahead of a panel discussion with farmers and other experts this week about managing fallowed lands. Ag groups petitioned Supreme Court on Bumblebee case. A coalition of agriculture groups has petitioned the California Supreme Court to consider its lawsuit over bumblebee protections. The coalition had successfully challenged the California Fish and Game Commission's decision to apply fish protections to invertebrates. In May, however, an appellate court overturned the trial court's decision, allowing the state once again to protect the species. The Western Agricultural Processors Association fears that would open the floodgates to list many more species under the California Endangered Species Act. ADM and FBN team up on rollout of new sustainable ag tech platform to growers. ADM will make technology available to its 55,000 growers, allowing them to report on and demonstrate their adoption of regenerative ag practices, such as cover crops and reduced tillage. The gradable platform from Farmers Business Network will enable farmers to identify areas where they can increase profitability of their operation, including measuring, reporting, and verification capabilities that will allow them to participate in regenerative agriculture programs and new markets for low-carbon grain, a press release from the company said. ADM will have the infrastructure to account for and the programming opportunity to reduce Scope 3 greenhouse gas emissions across their entire supply chain in North America, said Steele Lorenz, head of sustainable business at FBN. The gradable platform lays the groundwork for increased farmer participation in new sustainability markets by allowing them to seamlessly collect and calculate verifiable production data, including carbon scores, empowering them to monetize these downstream benefits in the market, FBN and ADM said. Energy Department allocates $96 million to electric vehicle alternative fuel research. 
The Energy Department is pouring $96 million into researching how to create cleaner non-road vehicles like tractors and construction equipment, as well as expanding current electric vehicle charging accessibility and improving current electric vehicle parts. The department announced yesterday it would begin accepting applications for projects that would help lower vehicle emissions, a key part of President Joe Biden's plan to achieve a net zero economy by 2050. Achieving President Biden's climate goals will require expanding accessibility to electric vehicles for all drivers and modernizing vehicles that power the agriculture and construction industries, DOE Secretary Jennifer Grandholm said in a release. Bustos eyes upcoming travel as key to future crop insurance language. Illinois Democrat Sherry Bustos is hitting the road next week for a listening session that she says is going to be important as lawmakers gear up for the next farm bill. Bustos is headed to Minnesota on Monday for a listening session in the home district of Ag Committee Democrat Angie Craig. Even though Bustos is set to retire at the end of the current term, she says the process is still providing valuable input for her colleagues that will write the next farm bill. This is now my third farm bill and I've been involved with, and what I can tell you is, after we went from direct payments to a robust crop insurance program, what I hear from our growers and producers is don't mess with crop insurance, Bustos says on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers. This is something that we have to make sure that we get in the right place. By the way, another listening session is scheduled for today in Representative Kim Schreier's Washington district. Delegate Stacy Plaskett, the Virgin Islands Democrat who chairs the House Ag's Biotechnology, Horticulture and Research Subcommittee will provide, will preside over the event. Bustos offers more thoughts on crop insurance and government funding and this week's newsmakers on AgriPulse.com. Tyson hit with more than $10 million in damages and jury verdict. Tyson Foods' refusal to pay the agreed-upon price for natural cattle resulted in a jury verdict of about $2.6 million for breach of contract and another $8 million in punitive damages, $3 million more than was sought by Zia Agricultural. The New Mexico cattle producer sued Tyson in 2020. The federal jury in Las Cruces, New Mexico, determined last week that Tyson breached its contract and made a fraudulent misrepresentation to Zia. U.S. District Judge Margaret Strickland has since issued a final judgment ordering Tyson to pay about $10.6 million in total damages. Tyson, which disputed Zia's claims at trial, declined to comment. Venable LLP. Attorney John Warden, who represented Zia in court with attorney Sarah Diamond, said he had spoken with Tyson's attorneys who told them they are going to appeal on grounds that the punitive damages were too much. They're not too much, Warden told AgriPulse. There are several New Mexico and Tenth Circuit cases where the ratio of damages to contract damages are much higher than ours. I don't think the Tenth Circuit is going to do anything. Well, here's today's She Said It. It was one of the coolest summers of the rest of our lives. That NOAA chief scientist Sarah Knappick comparing 2021 to a climate outlook that portends increasingly hotter summers in the years ahead. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, July 22nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West. 
I'm Jeff Nally.